Welcome to 10,000 Roads to Financial Independence, the podcast where we interview real people with real stories of taking charge of their time and reaching financial independence faster. And now, your host, Elisa Zen. Hi, everyone. Welcome to 10,000 Roads to Financial Independence today. Today, I have ourselves a very special guest, uh, Vikram Jatawani. And Vikram works for Marcom 18 company, digital marketing team. And he has a lot of experience with digital marketing. But not only that, Vikram is a very seasoned investor uh, in, um, you know, offshore, uh, as well as, uh, you know, invested in stocks and all the other different various ventures as well. And uh, most importantly, Vikram actually lives in Kuwait right now. And uh, he has his digital marketing company that services uh, a lot of clients in U.S. and overseas. Um, So it's a very interesting, uh, Vikram, your portfolio really kind of like, to me, it was really, really interesting, very diverse. Um, So very happy to have you here, Vikram. Thank you, Alisa. It's such an honor to be on your show. I really appreciate, you know, what you are doing. And I I keep uh, listening to your podcast and your YouTube videos as well, you know, and they are fantastic. So thank you so much for having me on this show. That's awesome. Um, and uh, so Vikram, let's kind of start a little bit earlier. Um, you know, like uh, I think over here, I'm going to ask some taboo questions in terms of cultural differences and et cetera as well, uh, since you oversee over there in Kuwait. Um, so tell me a little bit, we like to kind of start our show to understand the entrepreneur mindset, entrepreneurs and mindset. And so uh, when did, the, you know, the influence of entrepreneurships kind of infl- like uh, the influence of entrepreneurship comes to you in terms of your early childhood. When you're thinking back on your early childhood, who are the people that are most influential um, to kind of help you to gain passive incomes or thinking outside a box, essentially? Um, and then what kind of incidents that really is memorable for you? Sure, that's great. So I started my business journey, you know, way back in year 2000. And just fresh out of college with a lot of ideas with a lot of energy, and I started my own business. Uh, I had, you know, I wanted to to do MBA, but Mm -hmm. I got the admission in MBA college. But uh, then I decided that, you know, why to do MBA? Let's do my own business, you know, that will be the real MBA. So I, I took the admission in an MBA college and then came back to my hometown. And then I decided that, you know, two years doing MBA, or let's say, you know, if I do three years or two years in some real business, Mm -hmm. what will be more beneficial? Here I'm investing certain amount of money in MBA and here I'm investing in my own business. So I I adopted the other way and I uh, launched my own business. So that was education franchisee, uh, IT education and coaching. And Mm -hmm. uh, that was tremendous. You know, I had such a great experience three years, you know, we had the license for three years and I had a, such a great experience and learnings and success and failures, failures in terms of, uh, I was fresh out of college and, you know, uh, I realized that there are a lot of other things when you get successful, uh, business owner has to take care of a lot of other things. So the company, you know, I was working with, they uh, really, you know, uh, there were some legal agreements and all which were not in uh, which were not favoring me. So uh, yeah. I had my computers education center and uh, sooner I realized that there were three more just like me around me, you know? So yeah. that was a learning that, you know, you have to be very careful with certain things. So mm-hmm. after that, you know, uh, those three years were really interesting for me. And uh, 
after that i i moved to uh, you know full time corporate roles uh, across you know across uh, different parts of the world and i worked mm-hmm. with you know i had the honor of working with some of the largest brands like deloitte and grand thornton and uh, you know some media houses like the times of india their yeah. online initiatives and i i started traveling across the world and you know because we used to have conferences and you know yeah. uh, training programs so uh, thankfully you know i started uh, moving across the world and then i started gaining some experience because i am a business owner you know by heart and soul you know mm-hmm. so i on, i always wanted to have that experience so that i can again you know become an entrepreneur yeah. so that was my sole purpose uh, yeah. but you know so uh, learning kind of on the job but using the jobs to kind of like really uh creating the foundation for uh, building on the business. So let me kind of go back a little bit more. So you're saying that in the first 3 years you kind of launched out of college and doing the businesses and it probably had a little bit failure and then so you decided to actually take on the day jobs at the corporation world or at that 3 years you also had a side job too. Uh well no uh, those 3 years I was full time into my business. I I used to start working seven um, o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was the business owner. I had my trainers and faculties employed, but I used to take classes myself because mm-hmm. I wanted to have that you know have that experience, have that exposure, that how you know how to deliver value to a student. So I became right. I wanted to be a trainer. So I I started you know much before my employees. You know, so my employees used to uh, come at nine thirty. I used to come at my place at seven o'clock. Mm-hmm. and till the last time you know, you 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 know that you know how businesses work yeah. so i used to be at least till 9 o'clock in the evening 10 o'clock in the evening just to keep learning you know there was so much of learning and so much to do mm-hmm. so uh, yeah that time it was like more than full time yeah yeah and then also product testing too i love the couple of things that you mentioned over there is because you're in the online training education program like that's what you sell you also try to sample other people's products so essentially like learning about punk competitors or people who are doing like 10 step ahead of you and then kind of observe from using the product itself as a user i think that's a very important uh, whether it's going to any investment that you're doing uh you know if you're thinking about actively doing certain things and maybe good to do some something passive have the people kind of guide you through um and then kind of reusing the product a good salesman always use their own product for sure so i love to kind of tease out that piece too um and so so going ahead so after 3 years you mentioned that you kind of folded your business or decided maybe this is not the right venture to go whether it's too much competition. So when do you actually decide to fold something to say okay we've spent enough on this maybe it's not a viable business because that's I love that you shared it with us because that's that's a huge thing that people always uh cuz you don't want to be like handing off like a one tree or something but also we heard about you got to be focused on one adventure keep at it so it's like when do you decide that maybe it's not working out for you like you know, maybe there's a different vision that you had etc oh uh, yeah so the greatest challenge when i started and after a few years i realized that scaling up is the real challenge you know mm-hmm. you can start a business you have certain degree of success but after a point in time scale up is really a big big challenge so mm-hmm. i realized that you know i'm not able to scale up after a point in time and i'm i'm made for much larger things and uh, thanks to my you know we are a business family so i have seen my father 
launching and uh, closing and opening new businesses you know in the nick of time and uh, failure was something that it was always a learning in our family you know mm-hmm. so my father i have seen him you know great successes and great failures you know so successes i really admire him that how he handled his successes but more than that you know how he used to handle his failures so mm-hmm. he used you know he always inculcated those things in us that you know there is nothing called failure it's always a learning because i saw that you know there were many uh, businesses which you know which were very successful and after a point in time you know because of certain uh, regulatory changes and you mm-hmm. know certain changes in the market uh, we had to close that shut it down and again you know he used to build businesses you know new businesses so he was mm-hmm. always enthusiastic so yeah. that's what i learned that never be bogged down by any failure that's a learning and just you know uh, make it your strength you know all that experience and use that strength in launching another businesses mm-hmm. you know yeah so that's how i so when i when we decided that you know these three years uh, our license is going to expire and we are not going to renew yeah uh, he, he didn't say a word to me because he said that this is your thing you mm-hmm. do you are the ceo of your company you are the ceo of your life you know not just so yeah he, that was a big statement that you are the ceo of your life you know yeah whatever you want you know if if you feel like that you want to have more exposure in larger multinationals so that you can do something bigger in your future mm-hmm. you are made for that if you are confident about that okay it's a small business let let's shut it down you have made your you know whatever you wanted you know you are part of success right. and failure got that so we didn't really you know uh, uh, we just you know we just did that and we took it on stride and you know then i moved to uh, corporate roles yeah and then i started you know gaining more experience in marketing and communications branding was very important yeah because i realized that all the multinational corporations uh, pretty much you know they were uh, they were able to do more they were providing more value because of their brand mhm mhm so then i realized that uh, let's say you know there is a local business providing the same set of services and there is a brand providing the same services mm-hmm. uh, the brands are able to charge premium which the local business cannot right. so that's it there is there is a food business food you know fast food business like burger king so burger yeah. king can charge but if your local restaurant is selling you know selling the same kind of burger or you know same kind of food they may not be able to charge that much or they may not be having that kind of scale so branding yeah. you know, that was the biggest learning for me that branding is something very important and mm-hmm. the way you deliver value because um, you know that is of course a part of value you deliver Uh, when a customer comes to you when a client comes to you uh, they want that kind of experience which is mm-hmm. consistent and you know and they feel they have confidence in your brand so yeah. you know the, those were the learnings and, and i never realized that i worked in the corporate world for more than 12 <coughs> 15 years after that because that was so interesting thankfully you know i was working with uh, many companies where i found uh, mm-hmm. you know where i had you know superiors which which you know maybe they saw that you know this person is that kind he is having that bent of mind so let him work freely so mm-hmm. that's why you know i never realized that i worked for uh, a company like grand thornton for more than 5 years you know yeah and they always they always gave me full freedom to launch my own initiatives to launch my own projects to uh, to get more training from other parts of the world to go and train them in other parts of the world right. um, for example you know i i went to hong kong i think you also belong to china so you know yeah. so that was very nice i i went to hong kong and delivered my my experience as a part of training you know so yeah. i trained 
people from across uh, APAC region, you know, the yeah. representatives from different countries. Yeah. So uh, that that was exciting. So that's why, you know, uh, I never realized that I'm 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 doing a job per se. You know, it yeah. was like a running a business in itself. You run, yeah, it's like a running a subdivision by yourself or so. So when you're working for these corporation, were you already switching to marketing because your background was IT, I'm assuming. Um, and then were you already kind of like a switching to marketing because you saw the power of marketing? Yeah, yeah. So marketing and technology. Mm-hmm. I realized that technology in itself is uh, superficial unless it has, you know, some human connect. Yeah. Yeah, that's application. Why, you know, marketing yeah. also, I always, I always feel that marketing and branding is something uh, which is a channel between the seller and the buyer, you know, mm-hmm. so there is a connect between you. This is how you can connect with your buyer, you know, right? So it's yeah. not about making just promises or, you know, selling dreams, you know, marketing is something, you know, larger, you know, how you deliver value, how you are connecting with your audience, you know, yeah. so that's why I decided that, you know, marketing and technology is the finest combination for me. And um, uh, I, I, I must also tell you that I also did some journalism and editing in between, you know, I, I, I work, I work with, a, I work with a very uh, traditional newspaper, you know, yeah. because uh, I wanted to, I, ha- I had that journalistic bent of mind. Yeah. Uh, maybe because I'm a very avid learner, I want, you know, I'm always curious to learn new things. Mm-hmm. So I, I jumped into journalism and uh, I don't know why they gave me the job in a traditional newspaper, but yes, <laughs> I, 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 I did some, you know, a lot of stories and, you know, traditional kind of journalistic mm-hmm. stories. I used to go to yeah. press conferences and do the stories and, you know, doing the editing and all, but yes, I, I really enjoyed that. And from that, I learned that how to develop content, you know, how to mm-hmm. connect with the audiences because in newspapers, you know, you have to have those kind of punchlines, those kind of headings, right. those kind of shows, those kind of slugs and all. So yeah. that was a part of learning that how to have the content which people can connect with quickly. Mm-hmm. Maybe your story is strong, but if you are not giving it the right kind of headline, yeah. uh, nobody is going to read that. Yeah, yeah. Just a small tweak in a headline can give you millions of views. Yeah. So, yeah, especially in the Twitter world now, right? Digital, like people can't read more than like three sentences when they like just scan through for content. That's very much like a, a supersized newspaper <laughs> for, for them to kind of tease out the information. We have to grab the attention in just three seconds. Yeah. So that's why yeah. it matters a lot how you just, you know, phrase your headings and how you phrase your content. Yeah. Advertising and all, you know, that's pretty important. Yeah, because now like the advertising, the hottest the world was talking about storytelling. So I I think that's very interesting. I love like how our, I love to kind of highlight this as our listener kind of tease that out too, is sometimes the experiences in the jobs that you wouldn't otherwise think about it is related. But if you were looking for that particular skill sets, then go look for the job. It can really kind of help you um, you accumulate experiences so that it fits into a larger picture. I love that. I love what you just said over there uh, because working for newspaper is not some someone most people would do for digital marketing, but that storyline de- development, how you're actually writing the contents and et cetera. I love how you like just connect the two together. Yeah. Yeah. And so- yeah, um, so- so, so you went through corporation, you traveled through all different countries and um, tell us a little bit more about 
when that transition happens again, when you experience all these different jobs, and then you're now you're like, okay, now it's time I'm ready, I'm going to pull out and do do my, you know, open my mark on 18, or this is the direction where I want to be? Is it just kind of all really clear to you up in the beginning where you want to be? Or is it kind of like, you weed through all these jobs, and somehow they kind of become like one day you wake up, you're like, oh, this is this is the business I need to create. How does that kind of transition happen? Uh, well, that's a very interesting question. Thanks for asking this. Uh, basically, you know, Marcom 18 was in my mind as if for always, you know, I, I wanted to launch my own business. But after 2015, I realized that, you know, online media is booming. You know, it's mm-hmm. coming up like anything. And um, there is a lot which can be done. There are, there are no boundaries as such in terms of countries you can uh, you can you can sit anywhere and serve any part of the world from anywhere all you need is right kind of approach and uh, you know skill sets to serve those markets mm-hmm. and then i realized that yes you know this is uh, going to be the right time however you know i didn't launch it overnight i was uh, you know just brewing that idea while during you know during my full time jobs and all mm-hmm. so during evenings you know uh, like uh, I have said many business owners saying, you know, you have like eight to 10 hours in your job, but you still have four or five hours in the evening. Right. So I used to spend that time in evolving that idea, connecting with people. And uh, thankfully, you know, I, I replaced my full-time income uh, while being on the job, you mm-hmm. know, with my own, you know, business yeah. uh, in consulting. So that really gave me confidence to, you know, uh, because I have the family and, you know, I, as a responsible person, you can't really leave the job and overnight and, you know, start some new business without yeah. any, you know? so that stability is, was very important for me. And uh, thankfully, you know, I, I had you know, those streams coming in mm-hmm. and uh, as I was working with my job and I realized that now I'm, I'm having much more than what I'm getting from my mm-hmm. full-time job. Mm-hmm. So then I, you know, then I left my job and uh, then I, you know, established this setup and then I started you know um, moving full-time into my business and setting the brand and connecting with more clients thankfully you know uh, the companies I used to work with they became the clients so they were the very mm-hmm. first clients because they knew me yeah you know without having the brand as such you know uh, yeah. I they knew me so they said okay you know you have these assignments with you so yeah. I work with like four or five companies and uh, most of these companies you know they were working with me. So I was, I was happy that, okay, you know, earlier I was working with one company. Now I'm working with five different companies, you know, right. And right. I, I knew the culture, I knew the work style, I knew everything about the business and all. So that was um, a sort of advantage for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm really grateful to, um, you know, everyone who, you know, they provided me opportunity, you know, that, mm-hmm. okay, you know, like you can work with us, you know, just after leaving the job. Yeah. So still I have a very good relationship you know uh, that wherever I work so I keep you know they keep coming back to me with more and more work yeah and that gave sense to uh, jump into you know full-time business yeah yeah so and then meanwhile when you're working a full-time job and working another full-time job on your business uh, <laughs> to realizing your dream essentially um, you were also doing some investment correct um, can you tell us a little bit about, you know, that mind switch? Is there a particular incident made you think about, hey, I actually have to ac- accumulate passive incomes um, so that 
you know, even if my business fails or, or my company doesn't need me for working for a job anymore, um, that I could continue to survive. Like, is, is that the thought process? Like, what is your thought process when you first start doing your investments? Uh, I was always attracted towards uh, investment in stock markets mm-hmm. uh, because I used to analyze the markets and, you know, how the markets are moving and, you know, the regulatory changes because I was working with consulting organizations. So gotcha. uh, you yeah. know, we were having the environment of analysis, you know, yeah. so I used to track markets a lot, what's happening in the stock market across the world, especially in the U.S. market and, and mm-hmm. NASDAQ and all NYSE. And some, you know, some, you know, Japanese markets and of course, Indian stock markets. So we used to analyze a lot. So that, that gave me, uh, you know, somehow I became, you know, interested in stock market investing. Mm-hmm. And uh, along with that, uh, I also did Forex investing. Uh, what is heavily, Forex you know? investing? So I, I remember. The, what is the, Forex yeah, investing? Foreign exchange. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Foreign, foreign exchange. exchange. Hmm, interesting. So, yes. So I started trading in foreign exchange. Um, foreign exchange is the largest market in the world, you know, hmm. uh, like the daily turnover is $5 billion, you know, wow. I'm sorry, $5 trillion. Wow. So the daily turnover is like, you know, long back, you know, in nineties, it was $500 billion a day. So wow. it's the world's largest market for wow. you know, currency. Yeah. So I used to trade in US dollar and Euro and uh, yen, you know, these yeah. three, four primary currencies yeah. uh, as against the INR, Indian national rupee. Gotcha. So, yes, yeah, so uh, that's a huge market, you know. Uh, however, I realized that uh, it's very volatile. It's very, uh, we don't have control over many things, you know. Mm-hmm. How good you are with analysis, still you cannot control many things, you know. Mm-hmm. One comment from a regulatory body, let's say U.S. stock, you know, U.S., um, regulatory exchange you know if they come up with any statement overnight things change mm-hmm. the next day when you get up things have changed you know all your analysis is useless yeah you know yeah a single statement from um, from a prime minister of any country from a president of any country or even a, any ministers you know which impacts the market yeah and then your analysis is nowhere right so I right my goodness you know uh, like during brexit you know i was uh, uh, during those times, 2015 and 16, those were the years when I was investing in stock market and Forex very heavily. And I was mm-hmm. very active uh, trader, you know, I was doing the trading also day trading during lunch hours. I used to do tra- day trading and uh, things like that for, you know, Forex exchange. Mm-hmm. Uh, during weekends, I used to spend my weekends with, you know, my, my friends and, you know, uh, fellow investors to analyze yeah. the market and stuff like that. Uh, however, you know, I, I realized that, you know, whatever time I was spending was not worth it. <clears throat> yeah. Because, you know, uh, it makes you tired, you know, you get tired. Yeah, you're trading time for time. money still in that, in that sense. Yeah. 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 So my brain was always taking um, and the returns were like, you know, what I was getting in, let's say six months, <clears throat> you can, uh, it can be wiped out in one day. Yes. What, yeah. do, you, what do you earn in one year? Yeah. So for, for two years, I did that. I realized that, oh my God, you know, it's a, such an attractive market. You are making like thousands of dollars in one day. And uh, after six months, you realize that uh, maybe you are in red. Yeah. Because one, one fine event, one Brexit kind of event, or, you know, one, any, 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 these kind of regulatory changes or market mm-hmm. changes, or maybe, you know, sometimes there are war kind of situations, any situations, you know, it can happen overnight. 
yeah. you know, then your yeah. all your investment, all your gains are nowhere. So then I realized that stock market and uh, forex market is something nobody can control, especially yeah. retail investors like us. Mm. So then I I found and thankfully you know we were investing in real estate. Mm-hmm. And uh, my father and my family, they were investing in real estates. And I was also contributing, you know, a bit in that. Mm-hmm. Then I realized that, oh my God, real estate is the most stable form of investment. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, it's not that exciting because you can't really spend much time on that. You know what, if you are buying an apartment, what else you can do? You just, you know, uh, yeah. it's on rent. You know, you just have to collect the rent. Maybe here are some maintenance issues and all. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. <laughs> As a business owner, you know, that was not exciting to me. Uh, but I realized that real estate is something that is giving me consistent returns. You know, at least I'm having the peace of mind. Yeah. And maybe uh, I had that. Um, it it uh, age also matters. You know. So during my 20, yeah. you know that age bracket between 25 and 35. You know, that's when you are very full of energy and you want to do things like that and you want to be engaged and doing you know mm. uh, doing things. Engagement is the biggest thing. Uh, real estate was not giving me that in, that engagement, but it was giving me consistency, stability, mm-hmm. which I realized when I crossed, you know, 35 years of age. And I realized that this is something, you know, which I should be uh, into. I, I should be spending time into mm-hmm. this kind of investing and yeah. I should be encouraging more people because, you know, we, uh, we had a, we have a good network of investors, you know, who invest in stock markets and all these Forex and all. Then mm-hmm. I, I became a strong advocate towards um, real estate investing mm-hmm. uh, because that's, you know, it's stable, uh, you get tax benefits and yeah. uh, you have control yep. and it's passive and it's yep. passive. Uh, so there are so many advantages and that's why, you know, I always uh, propagate for you know, real estate investing. And mm-hmm. nowadays, you know, in US market, for example, multifamily apartment investing is really, really, really nice channel of investing. So yeah. I have the honor of, you know, working with many multifamily investors and like yourself, you know, and mm-hmm. coaches like yourself. So I'm, um, I'm very happy that, you know, uh, now this kind of uh, awareness is there. Mm-hmm. Uh, earlier during my time, when I started investing in real estate, we didn't have real estate coaches, you know, mm-hmm. so nobody was telling me things, you know, I, I was learning things the hard way, mm-hmm. you know, I was, I was, um, there was a skin in the game, you know, we were investing, we were earning and losing money and then learning. Yeah. Um, there were no coaches like yourself and, um, you know, who, who tell us that, you know, this is the right way of investing and this is how things can be done. These are the mm-hmm. pitfalls. So yeah. thank you. Now uh, we have this new channel coming up and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing that a lot of people are getting uh, benefited out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and so, so you moved to full with digital marketing uh, in 2000. When did you start Mark on 18 then in this 2016. case? 2016. So um, how did you decide that? Do you have a niche that you really focus on? Because there's so much digital marketing out there, even now, even more. Because since the COVID, uh, everybody has switched online. So it's being really accelerated. Um, and when you search for marketing on site, on the, on the website, um, there are gazillion of um, hits just kind of comes up. So do you have any suggestions for someone who just starting their business in terms of marketing, et cetera? What did you do special so that you kind of come out um, as 
finding clients, having clients that are interested in paying for your services, potentially at a more premium price uh, because you're providing a better value for them. Um, so, so where did you, what is the kind of like the back and forth struggle and finding the right voice for yourself? Oh uh, yeah, that's a great question. Uh, in fact, you know, just carving your niche and uh, deciding on your value proposition is really very important. And as a marketing company, if we are not able to come up with our value proposition, then how we are going to develop that kind of value proposition for our clients. Mm -hmm. So I always, you know, think, you know, before going to the client, I always think I go back and, you know, decide that what should be the right approach for this company. Mm -hmm. So I don't have any cookie cutter solutions. And um, that is one of the strengths that, you know, we have niche, you know, like real estate and financial services. Mm -hmm. And because I was, um, you know, investing in these markets right. and I have real-time experience, you know, in these markets, in these mm -hmm. industries. So that gives me a unique advantage that I'm not just a marketing professional, just doing things out of, you know, uh, you know, marketing principles, fundamental, not like that, but I have really experienced these markets how mm -hmm. things work, what are, the, what are the challenges, what are the advantages, and how, uh, you know, if a new business is coming up in real estate, let's say education or real estate investing or syndication, mm -hmm. what should be their approach, you know, and how they should be reaching the market, how they should be differentiating themselves. As you said that, you know, if let's say, you know, there are many companies which are in the same space. Mm -hmm. So how to carve out, you know, your own identity, because that's pretty important, you know, yeah. uh, you should be different and your approach should be really different so that you have that recall value. So mm -hmm. once your potential clients realize that, yes, you are the right person, you are talking about the right things, you know your business in and out, then they are more confident in dealing with you. Yeah. So that confidence, you know, confidence building measure, how you evoke that confidence, that trust in your potential clients, mind space. Mm -hmm. And I always say that it's not just about the mind space. You have to grab the heart space also. Right. So you are dealing with humans, you know, in marketing and branding. You know, I have always learned that marketing is not about funnels. Marketing is not about these fancy terms. It's mm -hmm. about humans, you know. Right, right. So um, whenever I talk to my potential clients, I always uh, try to tell them that don't think in terms of funnels, you know, Yeah. don't think you have a funnel, you will have 10,000 people in that funnel. Okay. As a principle, it's okay. But at the end of the day, you are going to deal with a real mm -hmm. person in flesh yeah. and blood. They have their own responsibilities. They have their own, so how they are going to think, how you are going to make an impact in their lives. Are you delivering enough values? Are you doing really doing something which is going to improve their lives? Mm -hmm. You think about that first. It's not just about uh, investing, you know. You are making a real, real difference in someone's life. You know? right. They're yeah. investing with you and uh, you will be so happy when you deliver returns and they feel happy about, you know, that, yes, you know, they made the right decision in working with you. Mm -hmm. you know? yeah. So that's the, that's the only thing, you know, the confidence and trust and how to maintain that and keep on going, you know, the consistency is the key. So these are some of the things I always emphasize on. So marketing is something, uh, as I said, that, you know, it's very emotional also. Mm -hmm. It's a very responsible profession uh, that you are making difference in someone's life. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's, that's, you know, that's something which, um, which really, you know, our client also connect 
with very strongly. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, many of the companies we work with, they are not just talking about their business. You know, uh, they talk about family life. They talk about mindset. Mm-hmm. They talk about you know, like positive affirmations, like you know, right. manifestation. How is yeah. that related to real estate investing? But yeah. yes, because because you are you know covering each aspect of life of your investor. You know, mm-hmm. uh, like you talk about financial independence, for example. Yeah. So when we say financial independence, what does that cover? You know, so independence is about that feeling that now I'm not dependent on any particular event. You know, I am right. confident enough. So financial independence is also about financial confidence, right? Yeah, yeah. financial and- confidence that you can basically without a day job, but without having to answer to any job, if you were to do nothing tomorrow, when you wake up, you're okay financially in a way. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. So you have that freedom that whenever you want to work, you you can start your day whenever you want. Uh, you can end your day whenever you want. You can go for travel any day you want. Like, you know, when I started my own business, I I, I started the rhythm of going for movies on Mondays, mm-hmm. right? Because uh, when I was in my full-time job, I Mondays is something which <laughs> you can't skip. Yes. You, know, you have to be in the office. So when I when I started my own business, I made sure that I'm going with my family on movies on Mondays and Tuesdays so that they also feel that, oh my God, my, oh, Papa, you know, he used to go to the office on Mondays. Now he's coming with us. Yeah. So uh, I made sure that, you know, they also realize, my family also realized that this is the, um, these are the benefits of doing your own business, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, as a business owners. uh, And, you know, you have uh, different responsibilities and you have different advantages also. So, Mm -hmm. Uh, that's how you know I keep on, yeah, uh, kind of rhythms in my family also. Yeah, and uh, that's that's interesting. Yeah, and then so since 2016, you have a few clients now, or well, you have many clients now, and I'm guessing that you have also developed a system for your digital marketing team so that you're not working in this like 24 seven, that you can't afford a luxury to, for example, the luxury of time to kind of take it whenever you want to take it to take your family to the movie on Mondays or right now you live in Kuwait. That's actually an interesting story too. I'm going to dive into and ask you some question. I'm always curious about. Um, so what kind of system and um, um, you know, what kind of system do you have like a put it into a place so that you're not working at your job 24 seven, not job, but like your business um, because it can take on a form by itself as well. Yeah. Oh uh, Yeah. So either you run the business or the business runs you. Mm-hmm. So it's always better that you know, the business runs without the business owner. You know? yeah. So yes, we have certain processes and certain systems so that you know, my team knows that what is going to come up and what are the critical priorities. And uh, we always make sure that we know what is important and what is urgent. So mm-hmm. there are certain fundamentals we follow within our team so that they know that, you know, this is something sacrosanct and this has to go, this has to be delivered in any mm-hmm. form because, mm-hmm. you know, that's more critical. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have certain platforms, thanks to online world, you know, we have so many project management systems. We have so many softwares, tools, and, uh, you know, other, those kind of technologies uh, mm-hmm. which we can use. <clears throat> and like, you know, my team is across the, across the world, like, you know, here in Kuwait and Middle East, you know, we don't have, many resources here i have resources in other parts of the world in india mm-hmm. and we also pull in resources from the us north america and mm-hmm. sometimes you know from the asia pacific markets mm-hmm. uh, you know so yeah. uh, our resources are in different parts of the world so we make sure that you know 
uh, we have uh, our you know soul defined so the soul is very clear like for marco meeting uh, excellence in client servicing is most important uh, mm-hmm. and uh, i always make sure that my team also appreciates that that you know at the end of the day they are not dealing with any client per se they are dealing with human beings they have mm-hmm. their businesses and you have to provide excellence you know in whatever you do so yeah. that should be and continuous improvement is something we wife for like every day you know we strive for some improvement uh, i don't say that you know go for any big changes or any you know major you know changes overnight but keep on improving you know there are mm-hmm. things which can mm-hmm. be improvised you know slowly and steadily yeah so i work like 1% you know atomic habits you know you must have read james clear's yeah. uh, atomic habits book you know 1% difference you know 1% yeah. increment every day you know yeah. compound uh, you know compounding effect mm-hmm. so i believe in that and um, uh there these are certain principles you know like compounding effect client service excellence is very important for us uh so that you know we are able to deliver and uh, we are able to maintain that trust and confidence mm-hmm. uh, and because we are working in you know different parts of the world like uh, time zones you know different time zones for example in the us market the time zone is different when you work in the new zealand time zone you know these are mm-hmm. radically different time zones yeah and then uh, that's why you know sitting in the middle east is very um uh, good for us because you know i'm in the middle of the world you know yeah. so i can get yeah to- so that's why you're in kuwait instead of uh, india that's kind of interesting too so why did you make the move from india to kuwait is it a personal reason is it for business or kind of combined both yeah uh yeah that's professional reasons and uh, you know i am a trainer also i am a corporate trainer so i got the opportunity to you know to train some of the large corporates in this country mm-hmm. and uh, then i got some um, you know offers to work here to you know to come full time here because i was traveling every now and then you know mm-hmm. so then i then i got this opportunity that you know you rather come here and sit here you know instead of traveling every now and then yeah and because that will save a lot of time and energy also yeah you know yeah traveling and then i then i moved with my family over here and uh, yes we have some uh, good brands with us and we we work with a lot of business owners and big brands as well mm-hmm. and it's a very dynamic market evolving market in terms of technology in terms of digital e-commerce so uh that's why you know i moved to kuwait and uh, you know i think this is uh, one side of the story um you know i like traveling so hopefully mm-hmm. you know i have plans to move to you know some other countries in the I, you know i will maybe in the next year you know thanks to covid this year i couldn't yeah. go anywhere but yeah. you know i i feel that in 2021 definitely you know i will i will explore more markets and you know um, because that gives me more perspective you know i'm yeah. always curious to know how different markets function and uh, as a business owner i always look for opportunity you know uh, that you know this is the right market where i can offer something which is valuable mm-hmm. so definitely you know so this is on cards that i will i will look for some you know other countries and uh, in digital there is a lot of opportunity and uh, things are getting easier for us you know for mm-hmm. our kind of businesses Mm-hmm. because uh, we don't have any product per se we don't have any those kind of restrictions and regulations so as a digital yeah. uh, agency you know you can move across the world very swiftly there are there are visas available especially for these kind of businesses so mm-hmm. that's why i'm i'm excited for the next year as well
That's awesome. So designing your whole, um, you know, because a lot of time people asking like, once you reach like financial independence, of what do you do? Um, so kind of really designing that for the lifestyle that you desire, like, or if you own your own business, design the lifestyle that you desire, um, so that you are the boss um, of your time and as well as the location where you want to be. Um, that's that's awesome. Well, Vikram, that's awesome. And um, can can you tell us a little bit about your experience of hiring your first employee? Um, I think a lot of for a lot of our small business folks, um, getting outside of that business is, you know, um, always a question mark for themselves. So like the moment um, where your experience of hiring your first employee and uh, what kind of suggestions do you have for people uh, hiring their first employee? Uh, I hired my first employee, basically, you know, when I work with, um, you know, one of my companies in my corporate life, you know, so I, I had many people working with me and I knew many people and they were also interested in you know, having that kind of independence because of, uh, as a marketing uh, head, you know, I, I, I had my own style of working. So mm-hmm. that's why I had the privilege of many people approaching me that, you know, are you open for are you looking for any employee? Are you looking for, can mm-hmm. we work with you? Yeah. So thankfully, uh, I have uh, many good people who wanted to work with me and uh, they were ready to leave their jobs. And um, in fact, you know, <laughs> uh, working on a lesser salary than what they were getting just because, you know, I have uh, that kind of flexibility. I you know, am independence and mm. creative mindset and some, some opportunity to work on their own terms and mm-hmm. in their own ways. So we are not rigid, you know, because we are a creative agency. So we can't really have uh, those, you know, mechanical way of functioning. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, that's how I hired, you know, I, I, I hired from my previous company, you know, where I was working. So a few of the people, you know, who were sort of looking for some, this kind of opportunity to work mm-hmm. in a, you know, a more dynamic market. So I mm-hmm. hired from there. And that's uh, awesome. when I hired, I definitely look for certain things. Uh, like creativity is uh, one of the first things uh, which I'll look for mm-hmm. uh, how creative bent of mind one person is and you know uh, positivity is also something which is very important for us like uh, we have all kind of challenges all kind of problems but if somebody is positive enough if somebody is committed enough to overcome those challenges that's more important sometimes mm-hmm. there are big problems but the it takes a um, little bit of positive mindset to just resolve those issues Mm-hmm. So I, I'm always inclined to look for, uh, you know, these creativity and, you know, these attributes in my employees. Mm-hmm. And I never treat my um, uh, employees as employees because, you know, uh, it's a family, you know, and uh, I, don't, I don't have that band of mine. I always feel that, you know, they are, they are made for something, you know, something better. Mm-hmm. And if I can contribute in their journeys, you know, I'm always happy to do that. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that wisdom with us. Um, and Vikram, if um, what, so you read a lot. Um, if someone was to starting doing marketing and getting their head wrapped around marketing, um, what would be kind of like the top three books you would suggest to us to read? Uh, yeah. So one of the first books I would suggest is uh, From Good to Great, uh, Jim Collins. Mm-hmm. Uh, this book defines that uh, there are all kinds of companies, there are good companies, there are bad companies, but there are certain attributes which all the great companies have. 
so the journey from good to great is something you know which is and they have something in common mm-hmm. so you talk about let's say you know apple or hp or ibm or any company in the world coca cola or any company all these you know big multinationals they have certain common traits will find something common mm-hmm. so i would say that they have passion for their customers you know that they want to deliver value Mm-hmm. they are passionate about something like apple is passionate about user experience you know yeah so it's a very small thing like you know when you use a uh, apple phone uh, there are little little things you know they have improvised your experience a lot so these little things when put together mm-hmm. creates a huge impact on your customer right yeah and you know all these companies have these common traits mm-hmm. so that's why their consumers love these you know love these brands they are connected there mm-hmm. like coca cola you know they have it's not just about a soft drink you know they have many other campaigns like you know they establish like uh, phone booths you know mm-hmm. in in some parts of the world where you know people people could make you know free international calls yeah you know? so yeah they connect with their yes they connect with their audience in a very different way because they want to deliver that experience you know mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they want to they want to showcase they want to make sure that people know that you know this brand care for them you know right right is to put yes. people back into the equation as you mentioned before yeah, yeah. yes yes so it's people equation it's all about eq uh, emotional question how you connect with your customers and clients and improving their lives making a difference in their lives mm-hmm. uh, the other book i would recommend is uh, of course atomic habits it's not directly about marketing but mm-hmm. definitely you know i would say that any business owner who want to uh, improve their marketing and uh, branding and all you know they should think in the long term that every small bit is leading into some kind of benefit you know it's adding also because mm-hmm. they're building their equity you know so the more if they just look into the small parts of their brand and just keep on improvising that it makes a huge impact after a long time and we have mm-hmm. realized that you know when we started doing uh, especially you know i i always uh, want to start uh, to work with you know small business owners who are just starting mm-hmm. because uh, then we can create a lot of impact and if it's a greenfield project you know we have the advantage of uh, you know growing that brand and you know after after a point in time we realize that you know they have reach a place mm-hmm. which they deserve you know yeah they, they yeah so, yeah and that's something you know which make us very ha- very happy mm-hmm. that yes you know we have made the difference because if we are preaching that you know you sh- our our client should make a difference in their clients or in their customers lives yeah we should all be doing that you know yeah because yeah. we can't really just preach you know we have to do that also yeah so, align with the core values yes Yeah. Yeah. So that is our one of our core values to provide you know client service excellence. So mm-hmm. Atomic Habits is something uh, literally you know I think everyone should read. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, then third book I would say that you know The Miracle Morning is uh, pretty pretty good. You know. Mm-hmm. So I always say that uh, I'm giving you these books because uh, it's not just about marketing. It's about your mindset. It's about your life in overall. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So, all the marketing professionals or all the business owners you know who want to improvise their branding and marketing positioning uh, they should be reading these kind of books so that you know they are able to connect and they are uh, having that kind of mindset you know to deliver value in the market mm-hmm. yeah because yeah. that's the ultimate thing if you are providing value in the market uh, 
you will survive, you know, otherwise customers take no time in, you know, in, in forgetting a brand. Right, you know? right. People are forgetful. Yes. Well, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Vikram, for sharing all your wisdom as our marketing with us today. Um, and I would like to kind of wrap it up with our last question, which is, uh, what are you doing right now for your kids in terms of teaching them the entrepreneur mindset and the concept of financial independence? That's great. Um, yes. So uh, right now I'm, you know, uh, trying to uh, make them learn the art of manifesting, you know. Mm -hmm. So uh, they have read a book called The Secret, which everyone knows The Secret. Mm -hmm. And uh, I have two daughters and uh, they have read The Secret and they are learning positive affirmations because I feel that, uh, you know, they should be confident enough to face any situation in life. Mm -hmm. You know, once they are positive enough, they have they are confident enough, then they can meet any challenge, any challenge in life, you know, yeah. uh, be it. Of financial independence they will get you know sooner or later if they are attracting attracting that thing it will come you know mm -hmm. so i'm making sure that they are attracting financial independence uh, they are attracting abundance in their life they are attracting wisdom in their life <clears throat> so uh, th this is my focus for uh, at least you know for the next two or three quarters and after that i'm sure that you know uh, they will learn this art and then we'll move to uh, you know, the new themes. Yeah, the more so tacticals. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Vikram, for your uh, visit today. And how does people find out Mark on 18 services uh, on digital marketing? Um, and uh, can you can you kind of leave us some of your content? We'll also post it underneath over here. Um, yeah, where do we find you? Sure, Eliza. We have a website called markom18.com and we have presence on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And I keep on coming up with uh, training videos, educational videos, and all kind of you know content on marketing, on mindset, on business ownership, and how to evolve your life uh, on these channels. And I am really happy to you know to be a part of your show because I really admire what you're doing and you know your concept of uh, financial independence through multiple streams of income. And it's such an honor. Yeah, thank you so much, Vikram, for your time. All right, this wraps up our chill today and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to 10,000 Roads to Financial Independence. This can be you. What if today was the day you started the countdown clock to your financial independence? Join many others like you at www.easyfiuniversity.com to get started.